Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He's become a very fast friend. He is a great doctor. He's a guy who has given us incredible information. Uh, upwards of two years now, it's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Doc, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Doing so good. Thank you for having me back. Now, I asked you about this earlier because you know that I'm not a big football guy because of all the flopping around over the, the national anthem. You say they're not doing it anymore, so I might consider coming back. But uh, you're wearing that because you're, you're pulling for your team. Fill me in. Yes. Well, I'm wearing the red scrubs today because, you know, I'm pulling for those KC Chiefs, you know. <laughs> and they're playing the Eagles, you tell me. Yes, indeed. Now, is your team favored? I mean, what's it look like? Well, it kind of goes back and forth. They actually have been uh, the underdog, believe it or not. And so I kind of like that. I kind of like the underdog. You always have to pull for the underdog, right? I mean, that's always Absolutely. what we do. Yeah. Have we been the underdog the past couple of years when it comes to uh, telling the truth about COVID? You know, so you got to love the underdog. We've been the underdog and now we're starting to win. You've heard all and seen all these interviews that I've done recently. And of course, you've been bringing me righteous information for, as I said, upwards of two years. You, in fact, uh, have some sort of a, uh, I don't know, you're at a hearing in front of the, the state legislature there in Kansas because um, there is a real fight right now whether you can and other doctors can give real information, whether you should be shut shut down and be called misinformation. There's an argument about whether we should be mutilating kids when it comes to gender and gender ID. What's happening for you? Is this next Monday that this is happening? Yes. So this coming Monday, I'm going to testify before the Kansas uh, Senate Health and Welfare Committee on a House bill, excuse me, on a Senate bill that's going to be coming through, hopefully, to the full Senate, and hopefully we'll get passed into law that basically will prevent the mandates and quarantines that occurred that caused such great devastation. You know, on your show, I've brought forth a lot of evidence about how these mandates and quarantines were ineffective. It did not decrease symptomatology. There was no reduced mortality rate. And there was actually increased harm, especially among our children with anxiety and depression and suicidal ideation. And so we're going to take a stand that this can never happen again. And we are not going to be silenced. And we're going to take it to the Kansas Senate and try to get this bill passed. The studies that you've talked about in my show are always up on your website, inspiration.health, inspiration.health. Dr. Jesse Lopez, he also does telemedicine, keep that in mind. Um, but these studies you've been bringing have been so so extremely important. The problem is the main media hasn't covered it. Big tech hasn't covered it. Let's talk a little bit about the rate of, of depression, the rate of isolation, and as you said, the rate of suicide. And then we could add that to the fact that the kids doing tele-education you know, over the internet, that led to not socializing with other kids, depression in them as well. There's studies in math and English, I think they're behind by two years now because they were doing all the stuff from home. The, the massive side effects aren't even being reported. So fill me in a little bit, just expand a little bit on what we just talked about and what you'll be talking sure. about on Monday. Well, you know, there was a study done, it was a meta-analysis about the global prevalence of depression and anxiety symptoms in children and adolescents, and we have this up on our website. And basically, it showed a 25% increase, which is very, very significant. 
and these depression symptoms seem to be higher in older ch older children. And you know, I kind of um, basically experienced this firsthand. And to kind of get uh, down and personal, not many of your viewers know, but my son took his life in July of last year, and he had some some mental health issues. And the isolation contributed to his depression. And we've seen a lot of children lose their lives because of this, and this cannot happen again. And so I'm going to be taking a stand um, so that these kinds of things don't happen. They mask up our children. We've seen that that's caused significant harm to the children in terms of their ability to learn. And there was even a, a great study that came out that showed that masks, once and for all, are not effective and basically they're causing harm to our youngsters when we cover their faces in school. As you know, we've talked about it personally. I'm still, I'm so sorry now that you say that publicly about your son. Um, I just hate to hear it, but a lot of people have faced that, and, and the way that you handled that was to be stronger through bringing the education to people and hopefully not having the same sort of tragedy in their families. And again, I'm so sorry that that happened. It is, uh, well, thank you, Joe. You know, um, the thing is, is that the problem is that the, the mental health system became so backlogged that it became so very, very difficult to get people in for help. There were waiting lists, five, six, seven months to get people in for help. And that is because of the social isolation. And we even now still hear commercials because we are all, we're alone in this together. That's a public health spot that I hear on the radio stations about social distancing because we're all alone in this together. Cut that garbage out, get that stuff off the radio. And what's interesting, and by the way, inspiration.health, it's Dr. Jesse Lopez, inspiration.health, go to that website. What's interesting is before we started, uh, isn't there some study now that shows that older people benefited from having younger people around them during COVID? Yes, actually. How, is that, actually how is that possible? We were told you couldn't see grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it just even goes to the mental health aspect, but also to the immunogen immunogenicity of the infectious disease process. This study actually felt that it was the cross immunity that occurs when the younger children are around adults because, you know, children, they develop things, they pass it around, but they help us by allowing our immune systems to be subtly exposed to the different viruses and illnesses so that we can develop our, our own immunity. And what this study found was that individuals that were around older people actually did better. The thought was that we would see a decrease in the infection if we kept children away from the adults, kept them away from their families because they're little snot factories. But guess what? This study proved otherwise. And it actually showed that those who weren't around children had a 49% increase in the severity of their disease process wow. and a 79% increase in admission to the ICU. And this was just published in Medical Sciences this year. This is a new study. I'm curious to see if it'll show up in mainstream. Well, it's not uh, gonna. <laughs> but but, 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 but this, this goes to what you've been teaching me for years, that we really did put off herd immunity, didn't we? We harmed yeah. herd immunity and getting rid of this thing and making us all more immune to it simply by doing the social distancing and the stupid masking and, and uh, school and work and everything online. We, we've set us ourselves back by a couple of years. Yes, absolutely. Several well-known immunologists and professors of public health at the very onset said that children were the key. And they also said that the isolation was going to inhibit the ability to get to the point of herd uh, immunity. And that's exactly what happened, exactly what happened. And now we have the data that's verifying and showing this. I gotta ask you, did you make that word up, immunogenicity? 
No, that's a real word. Believe it or not, it's hard to say that. And you know, genicity. I'm like, I've never in my life heard that word. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to his website. He's got all these things, all these uh, the, these studies, uh, all verified, all backed up, all, all uh, without a doubt. Um, you can trust them because you can go and check out the source at uh, inspiration.health. Inspiration.health. Go there. Are you also going to bring up um, gender transforming mutilation, whatever the hell we're calling these surgeries? Are you going to talk about that Monday too in front of the in front of the Senate? Well, that's going to come up Tuesday, and several of my colleagues are going to be speaking before the same committee about a bill that will basically prevent this from occurring uh, for the young children, you know, 12, 13, 14, 10, et cetera. You know, right now, they're saying that if you're five years old and you want a sex change operation, that uh, from a mental health perspective, you should go get it done and that it's okay, and there are hospitals that are supporting this. And so this bill is to basically protect adolescents from the... Um, basically deform deformity of their body um, until they can make a true decision as a consenting adult. You know, we have laws where people uh, can't drink until they're 21, they can't be drafted until they're 18, but yet we give clear license without proper informed consent for a child to be able to start a sex change about the age of 14 or 15 or 16. Uh, this is just ludicrous and we have to take a stand here well how did we get there do you think this is purely and simply a money grab they're confusing young people and trying to get young people to to decide that there's something other than what they they biologically obviously are and we're allowing them to get operations is this about money jesse well one of my colleagues is going to be bringing up the fiscal aspect of this this is very expensive and not only um are Potentially, insurance companies are going to be having to pick up the tab, but probably, most likely, the taxpayers are going to be picking up the tab. And this uh, will lead to costs in excess of several hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so this is an important consideration for the taxpayer, number one, that our tax dollars not go for something like this. So that's the first aspect of it. And secondly, I think it is a continuation of the clouding of the moral compass of our country that has really allowed us to come to the point where we're in a pandemic and we can close down churches and synagogues, but we can leave bars open. So the whole moral compass, the whole moral bar is shifting yeah. and we've got to, we've got to stop that. Well, we have to protect our kids. It, it is always in my life and your life. We're near the same age. Uh, we have always looked out to protect our kids, always looked out to protect uh, the, well, keep the bad guys away from the good people. And now we're not doing that. Now we're saying you can tell a child at four Yes, you are a boy, Sarah, and now we're going to do some operation or take some medication that's going to mutate or that's going to mutilate you or alter you for life. And now we have a lot of people, and, and I think you probably have seen this because you read all these studies, a lot of people now are waking up and going, I shouldn't have done that. As they become adults, they're going, I wish I hadn't had my breasts removed or uh, um, taken these puberty blockers because it's messed up their entire lives. Yes, yeah, so we'll be having some individuals there who have gone through this who are going to be speaking to that very fact. And so this bill is Senate Bill 12 called Ending Transgender Surgeries on Minors. So any of you that are in the listening um, audience that are a part of Kansas, even Missouri, uh, please call and let these senators know that you want this brought to the full floor so this can be voted on, as well as Senate Bill 6, which will prevent these mandates in quarantines. And wherever you're at in the country, uh, get on your local legislators 
about these very same types of bills being presented uh, within your local legislative bodies. Good advice. Inspiration.health. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Let's talk about uh, Pfizer for a second. Pfizer has a <laughs> shot that is not a vaccine. It is not uh, FDA approved. The Comirnaty or whatever it is, the name was approved, but you still have EUA shots from Moderna and from Pfizer. We now know via Project Veritas that Pfizer, according to this one guy who was number three in line from the top, uh, the research and development um, VP, that they were thinking about designed evolution, which is basically gain of function. They also were thinking about mutating the virus on purpose because it's a cash cow. And now we're hearing that they're having to admit that menstrual cycles are affected by this. Births or pregnancies are affected by these shots. There are other adverse effects they're having to, to admit as well. Let's start with the Project Veritas stuff. When you saw that, A, were you surprised? And what should we take away from that? No, I'm not surprised because of the way that there seems to be a lingering adverse effect or side effect of individuals that have even had the virus. It lingers. Something is happening to the body that's allowing this inflammatory state to linger in the body that just doesn't make sense compared to any other virus that I've ever seen in my career. And so when you put all of these pieces together, then you begin to see how this very well could have had some type of development or ongoing manipulation um, through these different entities. You know, what's concerning is that when you hear them uh, try to give it a, a different description and not call it a gain of function, like a evolutionary development or whatever the term was. A design evolution or something, right. Design evolution, it's still a gain of function. It's just word salad. It's just trying to confuse people. And, you know, the, the, the word salad that came from Pfizer was there was never any clear denial. It was just stepping around the issue. So when you just step around the issue and you don't clearly deny it, then you really begin to wonder and believe that something yeah, is... Yeah, but I'm going to stop you there. They're lying about that. Albert Borla himself said that you can't get it or spread it if you take this shot. So did Joe Biden. So did Anthony Fauci. So did uh, Walensky uh, over at the CDC. And then they all had to backtrack because Pfizer then admitted they never even tested to see if it stopped transmission. <laughs> Basically, they knew that it didn't stop transmission. And, and about the menstrual stuff, you and I talked about this a, a year and a half ago. We knew there were studies that suggested it happened, and Pfizer and Moderna and the FDA and the CDC all denied it. Now they have to admit it. So what are we to believe day to day, other than Jesse well, Lopez, it, who I believe? But what should we believe from the government? Well, you really can't. And you, that's why we keep digging and digging to try to bring the information forth. We use a lot of sources. I go into the original research from journals. I follow individuals like Project Veritas. I've looked at the Daily Mail, these different individuals who have some really good investigative reporting. But you have to kind of pull the data out of it. When you look at things like miscarriages and pregnancies, when Pfizer studied this particular um, gene-altering therapy in pregnant women, they originally looked at 270 unique pregnancies but they really weren't able to provide any outcome for about 238 of those pregnancies, Joe. So that left 32 pregnancies that they were really able to evaluate. And out of those 32 pregnancies, 23 of them had spontaneous abortions. And the only reason that that information came out was because of a freedom of, of information lawsuit. So we only get information if different entities sue Pfizer. That's absolutely absurd. That's it ridiculous. Is. And they keep on denying things. And when somebody puts a microphone in Borla's face, he won't answer the questions. Um, and, and going back to the um, the inflammation that you're talking about in the body after taking these shots, I think you and I spoke about it, but I've talked to a lot of people in between, as you know. Um, it appears as though your body thinks you're constantly being attacked by COVID 
because of the spike proteins. It's like it never goes away. It never kills it. And if that lingers, this is what we're now calling, what, long-haul COVID, right? Where people right. constantly, I mean, Dr. Malone, the guy who invented the mRNA stuff, he himself says he's dealing with long COVID because he took the Moderna shots. And he's actually experimenting on himself to see if he can break down the proteins so the blood clots don't form. I mean, this is a real problem when the inventor of the technology is somebody who's worried about the adverse effects while companies are still making billions of dollars. So what should the average person watching and listening right now do, Jesse? Well, number one, I believe that you should not get any more of these gene therapies until additional studies are completed, first and foremost. I think you have to be involved talking to your local legislators and your national legislators, especially since the Republicans are in control of the House, and ask for invest investigation of what has gone on inside of these companies and why they have not told the truth. Here's the thing, Joe. When you look, every time you turn around, a new aspect or adverse effect is coming out. So last time I was on your show, there was basically a warning that it could lead to increased stroke in older individuals. We now know that they talk about the increased risk of myocarditis, pericarditis. This has been clearly shown. They've had to acknowledge that. The newest data, this is brand new, February 1st, 2023, out of JAMA Network, the reports of Guillain-Barre syndrome after COVID-19 vaccination in the United States now is proven in VAERS to be significant. They need to pay attention to this signal. This is a new signal that the CDC and the FDA need to look at. They identified 295 verified Guillain-Barre cases from these jabs. I've got from 30 seconds. Jesse, I've got 30 seconds, and people can go read that on your website. Just tell me, what is that affliction? What is that syndrome? So basically, it is a neurological syndrome that leads to the, the loss of your motor function. Oh, wow. And it's a horrendous disease process. And people are being adversely afflicted because of these jabs. And the CDC and the FDA need to put the word out there as a caution for patients if they're going to be taking these things. I'm glad you're putting the work out there. I'm glad that you're reading all the research and you're delivering it to my audience every every two weeks, every month, whatever it is that we're doing. And we'll keep on doing it. It's Dr. Jesse Lopez. Go to his website, inspiration.health. Thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure. Stay well. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. We appreciate Dr. Jesse Lopez coming on. We've got time for a quick pop culture. Pop. I wanted to give you a little bit of Roseanne Barsh. Roseanne is back. She's doing stand-up, and she's not holding back. I won't be able to play this entire thing, but here's a little bit of it. No concept of reality. They've been living in a bubble forever. Asking questions have nothing to do with the real world. What is my gender, Mom? What is my gender? Your gender is... Get a job. That's your gender. And it gets better from there. You've got to go find that video. I'll post it later on because I think it's worthy. Had a great week. Hopefully, uh, you've had a great week as well. Again, happy birthday to my wife. And uh, again, we're back on Monday. Do not miss a second of it. And get all the videos, all the monologues, all of the um, the songs that I do at JoePags.com. Click on watch. For Kurt, for, for Sam, it's Joe. We'll see you. This is the Joe Pags Show. Must be.